is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you are listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, training, fixing, mining, breaking, reviewing, playing, I think that's all of them, podcast. Yeah, that's all of them, Steve. You did it. You didn't, oh. you didn't read anything off the top of your head. You got it. Yeah, you I nailed usually do. It. Yeah, you usually do. Well, we've done enough of these. You should by now. Yeah. I, I have an excuse. I'm not the one who does it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what episode is this? This is episode 74. Well, here we are, uh, episode 50, 74, and uh, you know what's new? What's new, we, Ryan? We are going to announce the winner of the contest to win my cheap Chinese delay pedal. Cool. We, we've got, uh, it's an Eno analog delay. We've been running this contest for a while. All we were trying to do is get 50 reviews on iTunes we crossed that barrier last week. Time to uh, time to give this thing yeah. away. That's actually like a lot of reviews. It is. I was looking at like a lot of other podcasts, even podcasts with like a ton of like way more episodes than us, uh-huh. or ones that like have name recognition and they just don't have reviews. People just don't care to do it. Yeah. Even though most podcasts go like, "Oh, make sure you review us. It actually makes a difference." I wanted to see if it did make a difference and I don't think it did. <laughs> we got we got 50 reviews in a relatively short amount of time and I didn't see any difference in listenership or anything or, we or just, how we came up in search. Maybe we results. just don't have enough listeners like we're not popular enough to boost our Let's let's just admit iTunes is kind of broken when it comes I, to iTunes is a broken podcasting setup. I yeah. mean they are probably the biggest distributor of podcasts but they just kind of ignore that section, I think, because they don't make money off of it. Yeah, which is a bummer because so many people use it. You, you'd hope that they could run it a little bit better to help. Yeah, uh, help the uh, the the industry. Basically, it's yeah. an industry, right? It is podcasting. Sure, web podcasting, web ca- webcasting. Well, I'm, and I feel like a lot of people, internet radio, who use iTunes for podcasts, are probably like, "Well, I'm already in the iTunes store. I might as well buy a song." Okay, maybe not. Probably not. If you're <laughs> if you're on iTunes listening to podcasts for free, you're probably doing other things for free too. And you're like, yeah, I'm never gonna buy a song. I'm just here for the free stuff. Free stuff. Yeah. You got your BitTorrent open on the side. Uh huh. Your PirateBay.com. Yeah. Orgnet. Uh huh. You got like your your uh your penny saver <laughs> on your desk, clipping coupons. Looking for. Looking at the free stuff section on Craigslist. What's that called when you do like the super couponing? Uh, extreme couponing? Extreme couponing. Talking You're about like the people that know all the double coupons and, yeah, and they buy get, like $70 worth of stuff and pay like $3. Yeah, or they get paid. Like I know that every now and then like they do it just right so that the, the grocery store has to give them all the groceries and then they get paid like four bucks. Yeah. The whole thing is like, it's. I get it. Like it's kind of neat. Um, but in order to really like be effective at it, you have to like turn your garage into a pantry and, um, you have to start buying like things that you never would have bought before. Yeah. And you, buying like, th- oh good. I got 10 years worth of toothpaste. Yeah. And, and also like buying things that like, if you're a health conscious person, like extreme couponing is straight out for you. Oh yeah. It's all, Be- it's all boxed. Like yeah. shelf food. M- Melissa and I did it for like a couple months, and the best deals were always like basically. You're listening um, to Sixty Cycle Hum, the Extreme Coupon podcast. There was always stuff where we were getting like boxes of rice aroni for like a quarter. Yeah, 
That stuff is, is already dirt cheap. Yeah, it was, it's normally like a dollar a box. So if you get it on the coupon, it's like a quarter a box. But it's like... Imagine the hospital bills, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, rice-a-roni, like, I, I'm down with that. But if you're eating it all the time, like, that's, yeah. that's uh, sodium city. Yeah, that's all salt, man. <laughs> and it's not even rice. It's pasta. Pasta-roni, rice-a-roni. Is the rice-a-roni not rice? Yeah, it's... Uh, I think there's a little bit of, like like minute rice in there but most of it is pasta huh the little straight pieces right oh that, yeah it's all like vermicelli huh? yeah that's not right that's, rice. True. that's, that's pasta. true forgot about okay that. let's get back to this contest oh yeah we're we have our top nine here yeah are we gonna read all nine of these and it was i've been laboring over this like sweating over like i don't so many of them were so good and so much fun some of them were really just like great sincere reviews of the podcast that I really appreciate. Uh, we should probably put some up somewhere, like display one on the header of of the group every now and then or something yeah. like that. Or maybe we'll use them in some advertising, pay for some advertising and use the review. <laughs> uh, but we're just going to read through basically the final nine here. It is nine, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And then we're going to read the winner last. Sure. So we'll just start at the top. You want to start that off? Sure. This is from Jimmy Flippin' Front Slide. And this means that you didn't win, Jimmy. Sorry. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're just going from top to bottom. The person read last is going to be the winner. Is it really? Yeah. Not on the paper, but the one that we decided was the winner. I don't remember which one that was. Okay. Well, don't read the fourth one. That's the winner. Okay. Let me make a note here. I will not read that one. All right. Here we go. Uh, This one is titled, I had a vision for this show. The following is a letter that was emailed to me by former producer Gary, who has asked that I post this review unabridged and unedited so people can know the truth. The letter is as follows. As former producer of this podcast, let me say that this show could have been even better if they would have simply listened to my feedback from the start. Fine. Maybe I dropped the ball once or twice, but I still feel as if my part of the show was the strongest. The episode, that was my idea from the fourth episode. No, Gary, that'll never be cool. You aren't cool. We're done talking to you. We're on the board. I was also a proprietor of many on-air jokes, but of course, I didn't have a mic. As a matter of fact, whenever Daniel Tayak is on the show, all he does is repeat everything I say. Hi, Daniel. Hey, hang later. Cool. Oh, Ryan and Steve are so funny. No, Gary, though, I hate that guy. I have feelings, you know. You people don't even know me. I'll have you know my mother says I'm very special. Long story made short, it's a good show, and it's all my fault. You're welcome. (laughs) That one's great because it's a great callback to an early character on the show. We had all kinds of technical problems. Uh, starting out and so we would start blaming them on this character called producer Gary we don't have a producer we're just two people in a room here yeah but uh, we need a producer yeah every time we have we're a not mis- gonna pay for one no every time we have a mistake we still uh, blame it on Gary and apparently he is a real person and uh, he had uh, Jimmy flipping front side uh, relay that message to us yep all right I'll hit up this next one if I can read this tiny printout when I was a young lad Oh, this is by M.T. Davey 11. When I was a young lad, learning to play guitar, I envisioned my future would include lots of time at the local music shop, talking gear with the guys, maybe a couple successful tours under my belt, a room full of guitars at home, etc. You know the dream. The reality is, I got a job, wife, mortgage, and kids. I've gone, gasp, 
as far as a year between and any new gear acquisitions at some point. My conversations have moved from alternate tunings, crazy pedals, and tone secrets to spreadsheets, diapers, lawn maintenance schedules, enter 60 cycle hum. It's like I'm hanging out with the guys, talking shop, getting the scoop on gear, drinking a few beers. Granted, they can't hear me, at least I don't think. For those of us who can't make it out to demo gear on a frequent basis, who don't have time to keep up on new pedals, and particularly for those who love ridiculous Craigslist reverb and eBay ads but don't have time to scour the internet for them, this podcast is for us. Hope you enjoy it as much as I do. That's just a really great, sincere review of the show. Yeah. I really love it. It's a good one. It yeah. didn't make my top five, but oh, Steve, it, it, it didn't make. I'll <laughs> say it didn't make my top five in terms of what I feel like I wanted to go for for the contest. Sure, but it's definitely one of my. I think one of the best reviews in terms of like uh, being a comprehensive review of the sure. show. Sure, it's a it's, yeah, it's a great review from the perspective of someone who's you know an enthusiastic listener. You know, reaching out to people who could also be enthusiastic listeners. Uh, sorry, you didn't win though. Another yeah. loser, MT Davy. But I love it. but to be to be honest though, Steve said this didn't make his top five. All nine of these made my top five. So <laughs> Steve's and a little. And that's that's why Steve does all the math. Steve's a little pickier than I am, I guess. All right, this next one's by Jay Pagan. We love this one. Yep, it didn't win though. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jay Pagan. What can I say? Mark Marin continues to knock it out of the park with insightful, in-depth <laughs> interviews and little glimpses into the mind of Mark. Keep it up. <laughs> uh, that's one of our early favorites for this. It's That's just great. <laughs> All right. On to the next one. Uh, this is from Sylvester Effectors. If you're obsessed with gear, just listen. Definitely only for the guitarist bassist that is obsessed with equipment. Ever wonder what that POS guitar you found in your uncle's attic is worth? Embarrassed you still love the sound of a DS1? Afraid your significant other is going to leave you? If you mention one more piece of gear acquisition, then this podcast is for you. Hey. Hey, that's a solid one. Yep. I like it. It's on It's on my top five in the list of nine. Yeah. How yeah. about that? All right, this one's from Hunter Co. 88. <laughs> I really want you to read this it's one titled, so good. I hate Steve's voice. <laughs> Steve is the worst part of this podcast. <laughs> Steve is crying. Steve is upset. <laughs> when I stop listening to podcasts, it's usually because the hosts are terrible or have bad voices. <laughs> Steve is both of these things. I mean, crying on the mic isn't going to help his opinion of However, you. However, Ryan is good, and the content is good. Summary. I hate Ryan. Or I like Ryan. I hate Steve. The, po- <laughs> the podcast is okay. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to understand any of that through your songs. That's okay. <laughs> He's basically to. saying that you suck, and I'm the best. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this one. If you weren't here, I might pick it as a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about picking it as the winner. <laughs> uh, it's not the winner, though. Okay, I keep getting all the long ones just by... I thought you weren't going to read this one. Oh, yeah. Because you can't. Yeah, you read it. <laughs> Are you going to do an accent? I don't know. I'll... Well, go, go ahead and read the one after it, and then I'll read this okay, one. Okay, we'll work up to it. This is from WDM Karth. It's five stars. Hated it. 
I absolutely hated this podcast. Hated it. Hated every simpering, stupid, vacant audience insulting moment of it. Hated the thought that anyone would find it enjoyable. Hated the implied insult to the audience by its belief that anyone would be entertained by it. 10 out of 10 would listen again. <laughs> well, a perfect five star review. Whatever works for you, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to try to tackle that one? Yeah, I don't know if I can do an accent on this without it being like insulting to to you know the lower third of the country of America, of the United States. Okay, you just read it straight. Then it'll be All funnier right. straight. This is from Poconacha three eight five. It's a seriously great podcast. <laughs> These her fellas is someone else. Seriously, if you're into into long rants, dry, non-funny whims, poor grammar, constant bantering, lost topics, and irrelevant information, this her little podcast is for you. I mean, it, y'all. I'm just a little old country boy, so I don't know about them all fancy gadgets and witchadoos, but I strum a little guitar. I think I never heard of soldering, pots, and wiring, but I'm glad someone has figured out all that out. What? I'm glad someone has figured out. I'm. I can't read. I'm glad someone has figured all that out because I just haven't gotten around to hooking up this whole interwebs thing. There, there be a lot of good information on the show. That is, if you can get past all the rants about beer. Back home here, we just drink the juice and we don't get all caught up in this fancy bottles. But if alcohol is involved, I can be down with that. Seriously. This is a great little show for people with a hankering to get familiar with the old six strings. Well, minus five, but what be the difference, really? I never missed a cast episode, and I just got this little iPod. At least that's what them other kids is calling it. Thanks a bunch, Stephen Roy. <laughs> uh, I like that some of those words, like, you, it sounded like you read them correctly, but the spelling is crazy oh, over yeah. here. Yeah, the spelling on this is insane my ipod is e y e pod yeah and it's stuff like that is all over the place it was a little bit of mental gymnastics to read this oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh okay I'll, I'll pick up the last one and then we'll hit the winner well second to last uh just on the list not in order of our favorites so don't anyone get a big head about oh you're in my yeah second we just to last read or, this in the i think these are basically in a random they are order. they're totally random Best part of my Monday is when 60 Cycle Hum comes out with a new episode. Oh, this is by Z Slater. Z Slater? Okay. Best part of my Monday is when 60 Cycle Hum comes out with a new episode. I often start it in the morning before work and after work finish it. See, that would be normal for someone who listens to podcasts. Except these guys talk about guitars, beer, geography, and a bunch of other stuff. The beer thing gets me, however. Once they talk about beer, the beer at my house comes out making for an awful Tuesday when still even oh even still 60 cycle hum is my favorite podcast by far all joking aside these guys know a lot <laughs> all joking aside these guys know a lot of good and useful information about what's happening in the guitar world and give you a great insight I love this podcast so much great work Ryan and Steve thanks Z Slater I want to know is this uh, AC Slater's kid with Jesse and he named him after Zach I hope so yeah <laughs> Zach Slater, Zach Slater, maybe Zach Slater for Saved by the I Bell. I think too. you're assuming that uh, AC Slater and Zach couldn't have a uh, couldn't have a marriage. <laughs> that is true. 
Uh, well, I mean, these are different times, Steve. I'm not going to judge. Yeah, but that, they were like would have been adults in the early 90s. You don't think they could be married now? Well, I figure you that don't think Zach would take Slater's name. I oh I oh that's what you're getting at. Yeah. So that this isn't a child. No, this is this is Zach this Slater. Is Zach, this is Bo- Zach Morris. Married. Zach Morris hyphen Slater. Exactly. But actually, he just dropped the Morris and became Zach Slater. I mean, I'm really not surprised that these guys got married. You yeah. Know? Well, you know. it really makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Right. <laughs> this is 60 Cycle on the Saved by the Bell Review Podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's hit the winner. Who's going to read this? Do you want to read this? Uh, Do you want me to read this? You you go ahead and read it. I'm going to say the name of this person last. Okay. But this is called The Chewing Should Deuce. Should we have a drum roll? No. Okay, we won't have a drum roll. Do we know anyone who plays the drums I that can, lit is here? I can find a sample on the internet. Uh, I don't. Okay, you just but, you just well, you always say you're. Oh, I'm going to edit this part out, and you never do. That's because I get to it. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to leave it. It sounds yeah, really good. Exactly. So I don't. Exp- I don't think a drum roll. Okay, guys, everyone, it. imagine a drum roll. Here it comes. All right. The chewing gives me gas, but eh, it's good. I began listening to this po- this podular cast a few months ago, and was really disgusted by the amount of chewing and smacking I was forced to listen to. It was like I was transported into the mouths of two Californian strangers drinking beer and chewing greasy burritos under a great pile of cheese. It wasn't until I began contemplating my search for unicorn tone that I realized that the connection between the four, the new four-dimensional high-definition chew slash drinking and unicorn tone was related. After a few episodes, my gas swelled within me, and thus, too, I began to resonate at 50 to 60 hertz. Thanks, Californians. May the gas be with you. This was from One Will Cobb. Yes, One Will Cobb. So, One Will Cobb. I'm going to assume that that is the same person as... Will Will Cobb. That's in our group. Yes, listener of the I show, so. Will Cobb. Probably the same person as one Will Cobb. Yeah. So also the same person who's going to be. Uh, we're going to feature his song at the end of the episode. Yeah. So regardless, uh, one Will Cobb, shoot us an email at sixty cycle humcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, shoot us your address and with your address and whatnot, and we will get this thing sent to you. Yeah, you're going to get. You're going to get this cheap Chinese analog de- delay pedal. It's got four knobs, volume, wet, repeat, and time. It's got a switch. I don't know if it's true bypass. I think those are supposed to be true bypass. This is the finest analog delay around $30 can buy you. Mm. And you want it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's true. (laughs) But thanks, everyone, for uh, helping us out with this little experiment to see if uh, the iTunes reviews actually do anything. Uh, so far, it seems like they don't. So we'll never have a, a, a contest exactly like this ever again. Maybe we will. Maybe for Race an, to 100. Maybe for another uh, podcast hosting service or something. What? For another review thing. We'll, oh, right. We'll do, other rev- we'll do other contests. Everyone go do put a review on Stitcher. But we won't do it uh, for the iTunes reviews. Do you, can you do reviews on Stitcher? I think so. I've been using Stitcher. Hey everyone, just copy and paste your reviews from uh, from iTunes over to Stitcher. Yeah, and if you guys want to go in and, and put more reviews in, you could give it a shot. Maybe it does help. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe once we get to hundred, we'll have another contest. Yeah. No, probably not. We're gonna find contests to do other things. Yeah. I think we're gonna do. Hey, some... whoever sends us uh, three hundred dollars, we'll get a court. <laughs> we'll get a clon KTR. <laughs> Who can send us the most money contest? Yeah. 
and if we if we get enough money, we'll fly to your house and hang out with you. Yeah. It'll be like ten grand to do that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's about All what right. it would take. Let's get into this. Yep. All right. Uh, let me get to my my notes here. All right. Well, this first ad is from Adam Dolhanic. It is a vintage USSR wa slash tram slash fuzz. Fuzz. Do you know anything about this? No. And neither does the seller. And neither do I. It is some kind of crazy Russian uh, a wa pedal sort of thing. Do, is there a price on this thing? We didn't get a screen grab of the price. I think it was like 150 Really? It might be worth it for... The craziness that it probably is. It's huge. It is huge. It's bigger than a Morley pedal. Yeah. Like, it is giant. It's got switches on the front. But it's taking the place of a wah, trem, and fuzz. I've seen Russian pedals that have those kind of appointments, but then they usually have some kind of crazy, like like claims on them like oh this is the surf setting and it's some kind of whacked out like delay reverb thing oh yeah and, or it'll be like a tremolo fuzz or something like this this thing is really interesting looking I think if I was in in a pawn shop and I saw this and it was like 75 bucks I'd pick it up real quick just to have it cause, just cause it's so crazy looking yeah but I'm not gonna risk 150 bucks on this on reverb Right, it's well, probably really weird. Like, if you're in a noise band, this is probably up your alley. Yeah, here's the description. This, again, from Reverb.com. This is what the seller put. I really don't know that much about this pedal, and the following is the only info I've gotten online. There's a link, uh, cheesy cheesyguitars.com slash effect dash fuzzwall.html. says, it's a Russian-made multi-effect with a wah, fuzz, and trim. I believe it's made in the 70s. All the effects work. The fuzz is a simple on-off, top right corner, but and with no extra controls. I is that I don't even think it's a button. I think it's like it looks a like switch. a switch. Yeah. Um The trem is the bottom two buttons. One is on-off. The other, I believe, is the waveform. Again, this is these are switches. Um, top left pot is a timber control for the trem. Foot rocker is for the wall. Quarter inch jacks for input and output. A few dings on the bottom, but it's in pretty good condition. Only battery, no nine volt jack. Email me if you want additional pics, sound clips, or video. Uh, like I said, I think this was 150 bucks. Um, it's a cool looking pedal. It is. It's definitely got this whole Cold War like missile control center kind of look to it yeah just with the like the the heavy duty switches they're like just really utilitarian look of the whole thing like if this would look really neat on a board if it does something that you would want i have no idea if it does though uh apparently we were supposed to make a in soviet russia joke with this one in soviet russia uh uh pedal was you uh, in, so in soviet russia in soviet <laughs> can't talk right now for some reason in soviet russia <laughs> in soviet russia pedal buys you in soviet russia fuzz trims you fuzz trims you um i i don't know i don't think those jokes are funny even when they're well thought out so <laughs> um so this was 150 dollars plus 30 dollars shipping the listing has ended it does not appear that it's sold maybe it's sold off reverb 
but I feel like this is a sort of thing where you have to wait enough years that all pedals that are old enough are worth something. Right. Where it goes into antique uh, status instead of just old. Yeah. Because this isn't like, oh, the, here's the secret weapon of some guy from the 70s. This is like, oh, here's a crazy pedal import from the 70s. Well, there's definitely like that place. I feel like that's where the Fender Fuzz Wall, or is it Fuzz Wall or Wall Volume or whatever? Uh-huh. There's a Fender one. Yeah, like the big chrome thing yeah. with the two switches on the side. I feel like those are kind of like getting to that state where people are getting them just because they want something a little different. Sure. Than like the standard more but so many EV, of these, whatever. So many of, the, of these Russian pedals are so bizarre that they're almost unusable. Right. So it's got to get to a point where someone either uses this for something unique like... Uh, uh, I don't want to say the name of the guy that we always say... I'm trying to think of someone else, uh, uh, like the guy from Queens of the Stone Age. If he picked one of these things up, what's that guy's name? I oh look- my gosh! Oh, Josh Hom. Yeah, if Josh or Hom, is it Hom or Hom, I don't know. But if he picked up one of these things and did a weird sound, and everyone loved that song, then people would buy these. Uh, but uh, I just can't see there being a market for it. Watch like a year from now, these are going to be the most sought out thing ever. Yeah, I'm going to be kicking myself. Yeah, should have spent 180 bucks. Is it, I thought you said it was 150 plus shipping. Oh, he wants 30 bucks shipping. Yeah. What? I know, right? What is it like? Duct tape to a guitar? Maybe it's super. <laughs> maybe it's it's Russian and it's, it's like made it, out of stainless it's got steel vacuum tubes on the inside <laughs> instead of transistors. I'm surprised it doesn't come with a bear. <laughs> you have bear <laughs> that's a callback to an old Hello, episode i am ivan you have bear you have bear <laughs> all right uh you want to do the tubes or the strat uh i want to do that Moserite. okay we'll do that Moserite. this Moserite was sent to us by ryan sylvester this thing is not a Moserite. It is a 1968 Firstman Moserite Baron Special serial number serial number blah blah blah. Uh, Firstman is a uh, what what did they want for this thing? It's on eBay, right? Eighteen hundred bucks. Asking eighteen hundred. Okay, so Firstman is a brand that came out of Japan during the time when Moserite was a very popular brand in Japan. Oh, okay. When Moserite was being made in California, uh, so. As the Japanese were prone to do, companies popped up making all kinds of clones and copies of Moserites. These were, by some accounts, interesting enough (laughs) to be worth more money, I guess. But most people are like, yeah, it doesn't, it's not really Moserite like at all. But they had some interesting qualities. It's definitely copy brand. Like if you look up Firstman on eBay or on the internet or whatever, you're going to see some copies of various styles of guitar. You're going to see copies of like Hofner basses and Vox type guitars and, and obviously Moserite type guitars. But part of the problem with these is that they get marketed by some sellers as true Moserites that were distributed under a different brand, but made in the same factory because they went to the effort of casting Moserite style bridges, bridges that say Moserite on them. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like it says Moserite, and this—that's the one thing. It, 
the bridge on this, I'm looking at your Hallmark. This bridge is like all, very similar. I'm not going to say it's identical because it's not, but definitely like the bridge construction and uh -huh. the vibrato construction is very similar. Yes, they did they, to what's on your Hallmark, and your Hallmark is very much like a Moserite style it air, is. styled guitar. It is. Uh, well, it ha it has a history. It was, Hallmark was founded by uh, some people from Moserite, basically, but. The the way you know it's not real. Well, was first it's strapped to a uh, to this guitar to the first mini guitar. Sure. Second, it it just says Moserite. It doesn't say Moserite of California. Oh, okay. Which is what you would see on a uh, an error correct Moserite well, tremolo. Here's the description of this guitar. Okay. The appearance and the best, the clean best, the distortion and the best, positional mark pearl celluloid, free shipping. It's the best. The best. The best. The clean best. Yeah. So is this coming? It's coming from Japan. So someone in Japan is selling this. Yeah. These do like this price isn't that far out there. Eighteen hundred bucks for this. I think this is coming from Japan. Yeah, that's what it says on the the image that I'm looking at. It says, oh no, maybe that's just. Yeah, I'm not sure we're shipping. For from. some reason, I was thinking when I looked at that it was located in Japan. Also, the body on this is kind of weird. I don't. I'm not a the horn part I'm not a big fan of but the rest of it the horn part is the part that I like oh really <laughs> I, don't I know. know you have things you have things to say about the sound holes well Ryan wrote us and he said not quite sure what's going on here I've never seen or heard of this model then I read the info and I'm somehow even more lost uh, the body shape cutouts especially so to describe this the body shape to me it reminds me a lot of like a burns yeah it doesn't remind me of a moserite at all um but the cutaway or the f holes on this are diamonds yeah um so ryan says the body shape cutouts especially look to me like dave Grohl and look to me like dave Grohl and gibson had something in mind when designing his model so dave Grohl has a the dg335 uh-huh. Um, which also has the diamond cutaways on a 335 style body. But uh, that's actually taken from an older Gibson model from the 60s, uh -huh. uh, which I forget what the body style was. One, was it a 135 maybe? I can't remember. Um, but it was the Gibson Trini Lopez uh -huh. guitar um, that... I don't know if Gibson was the first company to use diamond inlays, but the Dave not, Grohl... They're not inlays, they're F-holes. Or F-holes, sorry. Yeah. The diamond F-holes, but the Dave Grohl definitely traces its diamond F-holes yeah. back to the Trini Lopez. Which I'm not a fan of. I don't like the diamond F-holes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm sure Schechter, some people love them. I think, is using them as well on their semi-hollows. Yeah, that makes sense for Schecter, though. I just don't think they look great on on Gibson's. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't think they look great on Schecter's either, but I understand them for Schecter. Right, well, because all of Schecter's like, mid-range stuff is like the Diamond series. Yeah, or it's got points on it somewhere or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Gotta be pointing. But it's an interesting guitar. There is a collector's market for these, but you don't really expect them to play like anything like what they claim to yeah. be. Do you think it's worth 1800 No. I. But I wouldn't be surprised if this... If someone picked this up close for like thirteen, right? They go for under over. This a grand. is number seventy-five. <sighs> oh, good. There was, there was as many as seventy-five made. Yeah, you know it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised 
by the operation that these were made through if all of them were marked number 75 right right <laughs> like they all you know they they all got just the same stamp because that's how they lined up the stamper that day you know <laughs> it actually is production day 75 there's a thousand of those uh, and then the next day there's a, a thousand number that's, 76s that's the number of the uh the inspector <laughs> right <laughs> this right. guitar inspected by number 75 <laughs> All right, next one. What should we do? The tubes? Let's do the tubes. Let's shoot the tubes. If we can find it. I got it. Steve's got it. You read it then. This is from Tyler T. Snitch. These are uh, anointed vacuum well, here's, tubes. Here's what I want to know. Is it true, Tyler? Do snitches get stitches? That's mm. his last name, right? Snitch? I, I guess. I don't know. I I've, I've always hear that. I want to know if it's true. This is on Key... He he, yeah. This is I. I've been seeing people send this uh, screen grabs from this site. It it's like a uh, like a Canadian yeah, Craigslist. Yeah, it's Canadian Craigslist. Down gotcha. in, in Australia, they have I think it's Gumtree. I think they have that in the UK too. Do they? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Commonwealths. <laughs> Hail to the Queen. She. Oh wait, no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> these are anointed vacuum tubes. This is this are just a random assortment of vacuum tubes. Yeah. This guy's asking five hundred dollars. Every single one of them looks completely different from yeah. the others. I think I see maybe two that look like they might be modern tubes. Well, I don't think any of them are modern tubes per se. But like they look like something you could maybe plug into an amp that there, exists. There's there's a few more, but but I, I definitely uh, understand what you're saying. Some um, of these look like they were used to like power like something that thomas edison built you know yeah yeah some of these don't i don't even there's like not even any glass I yeah mean, it doesn't even look like it's and they all look filthy and burnt out yeah uh so anyway this says here we have a very special set of anointed vintage vacuum tubes which were used in the guitar and bass amps of a revival church meeting held in 74 in missouri so these tubes were used in missouri and have somehow found their way to ottawa canada uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Legend says these tubes will make your amps sound heaven-like and draw flocks to your playing because the amps receive the anointing from the stage. Text or call me at phone number. Uh, the reality is is that legends say these tubes will make your amps sound like heaven because as soon as you flip the switch to turn it on, they'll all blow out and you'll be struck by the lightning bolt that flies out of the back of your amp <laughs> as everything <laughs> fails and your amp catches fire and your house burns down and then you'll be uh, either in heaven or hell uh, listening to whatever guitar music exists in those places. Okay, so here's the question I have. This was used for some kind of like tent revival or something like that, some kind of thing way back in the day. Right. Uh, if you've got a great big old guitar amp or bass amp that's got big tubes in it, if a, uh, a traveling preacher pushes it over and says be healed, do the tubes get broken or do they get fixed? <laughs> I don't know. Why would the preacher be pushing your amp? To heal it. Why is it sick? Because the rock and roll's coming out of it. Because you got that sick tone. It's got that sick tone. It's got that rock and roll syncopation coming out of there. He's got to heal it and set the oh demons free. Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, there's like three or four of these tubes that 
I sort of recognize. I don't recognize any of them. A lot I of mean, these are the, just so funky. The looking. smaller ones look like okay. I recognize that as like a tube you'd see in an instrument. The rest of these, like maybe they were like a giant PAs or something like that, because these are nuts looking. Well, you know, a bunch of these look like um, solid state. Uh, what's the thing I'm thinking of? Like rectifiers. Oh, rectifiers. Yeah. So like, uh, cause I know that those, but they're like, little, they're bigger than what I would expect. But then other solid state rectifiers I've seen like much bigger, but yeah. they definitely look like some kind of solid state component with like an octal base. Okay. So 500 bucks. No, no way. Maybe this I mean, should be $30 at the swap meet. And someone like a hipster should pick these up and make jewelry out of them, you know? Yeah. There are three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen. There are nineteen tubes here. So this guy's looking to make like uh two twenty five dollars a tube, is that right? Something like that. Twenty five times twenty is five hundred. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Okay. That, yeah. You did the math, Steve. It must yeah. be true. Unless <laughs> someone uses one of those magical calculators. I mean, $24 a tube. It would be $24 sure. a tube. Sure. We can guesstimate around there. But I mean, that's... <sighs> that's stupid. These no. are a buck a piece at best. Yeah. These things, there's one that is like visibly rusted. If you did some kind there's of hits... two that are visibly yeah, rusted. If you did... Well, there's a couple that are visibly missing the glass. Yeah. Which means automatically non-functional. Or they're not tubes. Yeah. This like there's like that weird metal thing there. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I know yeah. there are certain like audiophile tubes that literally are like a hundred dollars a piece. I don't think any of them are these. No, these look like they're in bad shape. They look all burnt out and dirty. Uh, well, like I said, I think these need to be sold as craft supply. One of the or like you get. If you were like in some sort of like fancy consignment shop, these would be turned into like little flower vases or something like that. Right. And you'd be like, oh, this is so charming. And you'd pay 15 bucks for one. My favorite thing about this ad is that the, there are three pictures. Uh-huh. One is a picture of the tubes. The other two are pictures of like women singing in church robes. Yeah. <laughs> like pictures of the event that they apparently came from, but who actually knows, right? Yeah. Do we want to move on to the last ad? Let's do the last ad. Let's bang it out, man. Banging. This was sent to us today by who? Who sent this? Kyle Smith. Thanks for sending the ad, Kyle. He posted it on the Facebook group. This is for Fender FSR Rattlecan Jr. USA Red. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Steve? Well, I actually didn't know that these existed. Me either. But apparently they're a real thing. I saw them. I look, looked it up and found some on uh, Elderly. Uh-huh. Which is a fairly large retailer, and then I uh, I saw some people on like uh, TDPRI and and the Fender forums, and stuff I think I saw one them. on eBay or Reverb somewhere. How much? Uh, it wasn't eight hundred dollars, which is what this guy's asking, plus uh, thirty five dollars shipping. That's a reasonable for shipping. Uh, I saw one for seven hundred, even I think. Okay. Uh, the description here just says fairly rare guitar, sounds amazing, and plays great. This is kind of like along the lines of the Fender, um, was it the supersonic guitar? What, what, son what kind of sonic was the it? The supersonic is the one that's a reversed duo sonic with the humbuckers. 
I'm thinking of the one that's a, they made like a dual yeah. P90 Strat. Yeah, with the hardtail. Yeah. It's, it's basically the same body. And there's people who speculate that underneath the pickguard is a route for another uh, P90, basically. Yeah, this has one of the... I think it's a Black Dove P90. Yeah. It's a pickguard thing. Um, it's got like a hardtail wraparound pseudo tom looking thing that bridge uh, actually looks really interesting to me yeah it's uh it's got like fender saddles but it's like a tunematic yeah it's like you there's two adjustment screws for each saddle but then it goes to a hard tail sort of thing and it also looks interesting to me too because it goes all the way around the uh the pole pieces for it which means that you could use a bigsby without having to worry about it shifting around so you could right. strap a bigsby on this pretty easily and have a good old time um this, this has two knobs and a white cap. This I think it's not white. I think it's metal. It's like the cap that I have on my strat where oh, there's okay. where the the volume pot used to be. Then that further, you know, confirms the suspicion that this is just the same body as the other model of Fender. Uh yeah. just with a different pit guard and a different bridge so that it has a single pickup. I think it's really interesting. Apparently, they only made like a hundred of these. Yeah, in black, red, and like this dark green. Right. Hmm. My first thought when I saw this was, if I wanted this guitar, I would buy an Epiphone Wilshire. Yeah, I, and I feel like for eight hundred bucks, I could buy a '60s, like a vintage Probably. Wilshire. But something about this guitar, I look at this and I was like, you know what, I would use this for. What I would have used this for YFB so okay. so hard, like this would have been a great just open ended punk rock guitar, hot P ninety in the bridge, you know. Yeah, it's basic. It's Fender, very blatantly going Gibson. Yeah, like this is trying to look like a uh, a Les Paul. Yeah, special, someone pointed basically. out. Well, I it's even called the Rattle Can Junior. Yeah, oh, so, so um, it's trying to look like an. Like a Les Paul Junior, with the single uh, P90, yeah, some, and the and the pickguard is definitely hinting at that. Yeah, somebody said on the group that it even has a 24 and three quarters inch scale, which is the Gibson yeah common scale. So and it's a mahogany body too. Oh, is it? Yeah, it doesn't say that on the ad, but that's I looked that up okay. and I saw that. I just I don't know. I don't. Something about this guitar is aesthetically displeasing to me. <laughs> I think that's what I like about it. It, it feels there's something uncomfortable about it. It, it and feels I like really that. off balance, like the way the whole thing, just the whole thing is. I don't know. It's just actually the same issue. I don't like whatever. I don't know if it's the Wilshire or the Cornette uh -huh. that is the uh, Epiphone single pickup one in that or that 60s Batwing guitar. Yeah. But I don't like the single pickup one. I only like the dual pickup one. Oh, okay. And it's the same issue I have here. Like, it just seems like a lot of pick guard for a guitar that only has one pickup. Well, you could, if there is that route under there, it would be fairly easy to stick a pickup in the neck if you wanted. Yeah. I, I think any, it, any kind of pickup you want, if there's I a huge like P90 this, route. I would have liked this guitar with no pick guard. No, I like the pick guard. I would have liked this guitar with a lighter colored tortoise. Like one of those really dramatic 60s style tortoises, I would have liked that on this. Right. And if I was to put a pickup in the neck, I'd put a filtron. You would. Right up in there. A filtron? Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. 
and I put a switch back where that hole is, and I put a Bigsby on it. There's so many things I would do to change this guitar, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's great. Are you okay? So I that, think it's great by itself too. That's the other question that kind of came up is maybe this is a great modding platform, but would you pay 800 bucks for a modding platform? Is this a, is this an American? It says USA, right? That's not a. I wouldn't pay 800 just because I saw another place where I could get one of these for 700. Sure. I would wait until to see how the prices went on these. If they started to go down, then I would wait. If they started to go up, then I would probably snag one at seven hundred. I'm not saying I actually would, but if I was that interested in this, I could see myself using this as a modding platform. Sure, right. sure. Why not? Eight hundred. Why not just buy a a Strat blank for like two hundred <laughs> bucks and do the same thing? Oh, there's that point too. I don't know. I because don't know what to tell you. Because all you... Where I are mean, you going to get that pick guard, though? Just custom cut. Just custom cut your own? Yeah, or, you know, s- figure out what the, s- the spec is and send it into WD Music and get it custom cut for yeah. you for, like, 50 bucks. But let's be honest, not everyone is going to be a project guy. Some guy's going to see this and be like, it's going to be stoked on it. Right, well, that that's what I'm saying. I don't, I'm not a big fan of this guitar. At $800, though, I think if I was going to spend that, like, or even $700, uh-huh. I wouldn't spend it thinking, like, these are all of the things I want to change yeah, on Yeah, totally. I, I understand that people buy, like, American strats, and, like, they've already planned, like, oh, I'm going to change the pick guard to this color. I'm going to, like, well, change here, the pickups to this other thing. Here's but the thing you're like buying. like what you're doing is you're saying, I want this body with this pickup. I'm going to slap a, a hundred other parts on it. But you... The, the other equation of this guitar isn't just the body and the pickup. It's the Gibson scale neck. That's true. If you want a Gibson scale neck, but you also want kind of Fender look. Right. Where else are you going to get that? You can probably get it from Warmoth. Yeah, but then he, we say it all the time. The resale on parts guitars is dismal. That's true. You might be able to get a better resale off of this. But if you mod the crap out of it, you're going to kill You'd your resale. You'd still probably get a better resale out of it. Mm. I don't know. If you do a good job of it. I think you'd have to find the right person. Whereas if you just did a Warmoth parts caster, you could just say, this is a Warmoth parts caster. This is all the stuff I did. But then you'd get $1,200 in on it and be only be able to sell it for four. Yeah. But you're going to take an $800 guitar, $800 guitar, get $1,200 in on it and only be able to sell it for six. Okay. What I'm, let's see, I'm going to get a $700 guitar I'll put a $100 big speed that I got off a of Craigslist onto it. So okay. now it's an $800 guitar. Then I'm going to put a filter on in the neck. Now it's, now it's a $900 now guitar. Now it's a $900 guitar. Then I'm going to put in a switch. Now it's a $915 guitar. <laughs> what else was I going to do? I don't I think know. that was it. Was that it? I said You're just going to chop up that pickguard? Uh, I might use that t- that pickguard as a template. So 915 bucks. you've chopped up a Fender guitar, drilled a bunch of holes in it. I haven't with, drilled with, any holes in it. Well, for the Bigsby. Big you speed. drilled holes for the Bigsby. Okay. People are going to like the Bigsby, though. When they see that, they're going to appreciate that. So you're 900 bucks in, but what do you think you're going to resell that for at some point? I'm never going to sell it. It's going to be my guitar forever. <laughs> I'm going to give this to my grandchildren. Then why mention, <laughs> then why mention the resale at I know, all? I know. I'm just saying it's not going to be 1200 bucks. Sure. Well, you're not going to pay twelve hundred bucks but to, then, war- to warm off but this then thing either. If, if I mod this thing and I put three hundred dollars into it, basically, if it loses value, it's going to lose a hundred bucks. Right. So it's I'm gonna I'm gonna be down to 
selling it for $600 when I put $900 into it. So I'm going to lose $300 or I could buy, I could put together a $1,200 Warmoth guitar and then well, sell it. Well, it's probably not $1,200 for Warmoth. It depends on what you do, man. Well, if, if you you're get, just trying to match the spec. If you get a mahogany body and a Gibson length fender neck, already I have a feeling you're getting pretty pricey. Nah. Into I, the parts. That, I don't think the necks from Warmoth are like, what, 200 bucks? Someone price out this build for us and post <laughs> it on the group and see if we got close at all. I'm going to guess 1200 bucks just off the top of my head. I don't know. Uh, and... I'm talking finished product with the Bigsby and everything else, well, and the finish that I and that that has, and like it's a rattle can finish, so you can do this yourself. Okay, of course. Um, I th- I think you'd go easily twelve hundred bucks doing parts to do it, same quality as a USA Fender, uh, and then you would only be able to sell it for like four hundred bucks. Think about right. tuners too. Yeah. Think about the nut. We don't even know what kind of tuners or a nut is on this. Yeah, but it has them already. Yeah. If you go to parts but guitar, a nut you is have to buy dollars. Yeah. If you don't know how to cut one, <laughs> having someone cut one is more than five bucks. Okay, it's thirty dollars. <laughs> All that stuff adds up, though, man. I know it adds Strap up. Strap buttons. Strap. Oh <laughs> this thing comes with strings on it. There's there's eight Uh-oh. bucks right there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I you know it all comes out in the wash but I think if you're if you bought this modded it and then resold it I think the loss would be much less than if you did a parts guitar okay I'm about to just get the price for one of these parts uh, let's see let's just go with the simple uh, pro 24 conversion from Warmoth Converts Fender style guitars to the shorter Gibson scale length. Uh, did oh geez, I gotta click all these things, and then I gotta click another thing, and then I gotta click another thing, and then I gotta click another thing. And you're gonna get a 10 to 16 inch compound radius fingerboard, so it's actually possibly a better neck than what you would get. Okay, from this. okay. Um, So they range, it looks like, from $234 to, wow, $442. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but man. $442, that's like a bird's eye maple. Sure. Uh, the, the, the $234 is like uh, probably an unfinished normal maple. But let's, let's think about it this way. You get, is unfinished? Uh, it it's looks, a cheap it one. It looks unfinished. I let's, can't really tell. Let's say you spend $350 on the body. You spend $350 on the neck. That sounds fair, right? I think for a $350 neck, you're getting way better than an American standard neck, though. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just totally insane. I don't know, man. That's also possible. I don't know. I think I'd have to hold one in my hand. But let's just assume those are the prices you're paying. $350 each, you're already at $700. Okay. See? You're already getting close. You're already at the price of one of these things on on eBay. Yeah, but now you don't have. Now it doesn't have to be red. <laughs> well, the rattle, the the one from Fender doesn't have to be red either. You yeah, can spray it's a paint it. Can. Yeah, spray paint it again. But you know, or you know, the Fender one comes in green and black as well. Although I'd want a gold sparkle. Right. Well, how <laughs> how much how much was the one you were looking at? 700 bucks. I saw it on eBay or somewhere. Sorry, what color was it? It was red. Okay. I don't know, man. I just... Spending that much money on something just to hack it up, like, I I get it. And I know lots of people do that. 
I'm it, saying it's that, just not for me. I'm saying that starting with the starting with parts isn't the way to to save money on that. I think the way to save money would be to find the the two pickup version and then mod it back down sure. to this. I think the way to save money on this is wait is just not is. I really, really, this is the way to save money on it. Don't buy it. Just go, all, <laughs> just go all MIM. Uh huh. And get a bunch of wood filler for for oh where the gosh. for where the bridge goes, or just cover it. Yeah, it's not going to look great though. You know, if you want the seven hundred bucks, isn't that much money? Yeah, for a lot of guys, it's not that much money. I've only bought one guitar that was that I spent more than that on. Right, but. You know, in the grand scheme of what other people spend on guitars, it's not that much. It's money. not. It, it really is for, for a USA Fender, that's probably going to play really nice, right? And like I said, you could, if you want to change things on this, you can. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Just find some like custom builder that uses all Squire parts. <laughs> Actually, that could work. Get a heart like find someone that does like a hard tail. Uh huh. Tom DeLonge Mexican body. That's all you. That's all you need to make right. this guitar happen. Right. The Mexican Tom DeLonge, or even the Squire Tom DeLonge body, which is a full size strap. But body. then you're sacrificing the the two man, two manic style bridge. You just have to find one of those. Okay, but there's things you have to do. This, you, I'm sure the neck pocket on these is more shallow to accommodate that, or has a tilt to it. Maybe. Yeah, or just, just gotta or sh- just that bridge is set up you as sh- a low profile bridge because it's using Gibson or Fender style saddles. Maybe you got to you got to shim the hell out of it. Maybe, but I don't know. It's hard to say without holding the, this guitar in our hands. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of speculation on our part. <laughs> so we're at 50- this is this is a lot of talk for a guitar that we've never seen. I know or I, held or have not seen until like literally four hours ago. We just found out that it exists, and we have so many opinions. <laughs> <laughs> this guitar is real we have so many feelings we can't wait to argue about it uh do we want to try to tackle a topic or should we just call this a short episode and wrap uh, it up let's just call this a short episode i guess that sounds good to me it's a we're recording on a wednesday night yeah we're just hanging out let's call it a short one great episode guys yeah i mean we spent some extra time with the contest yeah right, our song is from william cobb it's a band called Hold Out Hope that I guess he produced. I'm not, I wasn't entirely certain from the email if he's in the band or if he just works with the band. Uh huh. It was a little unclear, but either way, this is uh, Hold Out Hope. The song is called Redeemed. It's from their album Bright Lights, Dark Places. I guess you can check it out on Spotify. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what else to say about it. I don't know what else to say. If you are a, uh, or if, if you're an easily offended atheist or someone who doesn't like church music, now's the point of the podcast where you turn it off because this is a church song. It's a rock. It's a rocking song, though. Yeah, it is. It is very. Uh, it is very blatantly a church song. Yeah, though. it's very. It's very lyrically uh, written. For, I think for like group singing. Absolutely. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. It's. It's not one of these. Christian songs that's like, oh yeah, you could hear this on the radio and and not know. This is right, absolutely. Right. But a I church fa- song. I thought the instrumentation was way better than like most of. Oh, it sounds. What, it sounds great. What you get when you think of like, oh, this is church music. Right. This is in a choir. Yeah. This is a this is a rock and roll band, yeah. and this isn't like a band playing like four boring chords with with a drum machine in the background. Right. 
Right. No, this is this is the real deal. Yeah. It's a rock song. It's a rock and roll song. All right, let's play it. All right, this is from Will Cobb, our winner. Yeah. Will, send us your address. We'll send you the pedal. Yeah, and everyone else, check us out on Facebook or on Instagram. Just search for 60 Cycle Hum, uh, Twitter, whatever. Yeah, we're out there. You'll find us. High fives. High fives for everyone. All right. See you next week. Bye. my eyes on you, oh Lord. Now keep me in your perfect peace. And you're my rock, I trust in you. Now make my Your grace, pour down your